Of Make That Radio Show. I am your host, Andres, and we have another interview being brought to y'all via Zoom. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, rap superstar, <laughs> author, entrepreneur, uh, songwriter, uh, definitely a creative's creative. Uh, that's that's how I like to see you, Miss uh, Tamara Bubble, Bubble on Deck. What's up? Love that. Thank you so much for the beautiful intro. So happy to be oh, you're here. Welcome. Uh, you know this. You know we we did that small interview back in what was it twenty eighteen? That was a long Where, time. That ago. little bitty bitty interview. Yeah, yeah, little little, little bitty interview. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you uh you still out there grinding. Like I'll be telling people about you and appreciate it. I was like, no, look at like your path. <laughs> um, so let's get into let's see here. Lots of you have a catalog of music now. Uh, Man, I can't just say I you do. have like. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there going back, you know, first of all, your series of your favorite rapper is a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, you got those three, and I know you're dropping a new one, what, in a couple of Thursday. days or so? Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Yes, yes, November 11th, your favorite rapper is a girl, three, the three-peat. Yeah, the three-peat. Um, <laughs> and then you, you've done all these other projects. I'm like, you're into now having your songs placed in various... Uh, whether it be the commercials or movies, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you out here moving. And then I saw yes. you got the merch too. You got a whole website where, where, where? just dedicated towards merch. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> got to. I got to have you, it official. <laughs> you, you got a lot of stuff. So let's see here. Let's start at, 
let's let's start at you was making uh one you've been making music for a long time i'm like people can go back and look at the youtube page and see that all your videos one are high quality and you can tell that there's a thought process behind them thank right? you i appreciate um, that I, I really love like the the bubble mania one where it was a wrestling mm, that yeah. was like one of my <laughs> favorites i'm like oh my i just love this you, you just i feel like you know you went out out for that um yeah. And putting out projects and transitioning into like more of what indie artists because you're an indie artists what yep. indie artists want to see they want their music placed in various you know mediums like movies and and commercials and stuff so right. what was that transition like you know because most of the time you know indie artists they just run through just putting out the music and they don't really i don't think they really take grabs the bull by the horns and take control of the career like that so right. what was that transition like? Like, what was the mindset that like flipped the switch? I, I think for me, I've always been looking for ways to like put the business first. Like I already know, mm -hmm. you know, I enjoy music as a passion, but in order for me not to work a nine to five, I got to figure out how to monetize the music and be able to, you know, just be able to create freely. Um, I've mm -hmm. never wanted like a major label deal. I've never wanted a major publishing deal. And I actually didn't even want an investor because to me, it's still like a label. It's just one person that's telling you what to do rather than a whole company. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I've, I've always uh, gravitated towards how can I maintain my creative control and financial freedom? And so I look to fund the music through music. Um, and that's mm -hmm. how I found Sync Licensing. I just was on a never ending search for how, like what job I can do in music that would allow mm -hmm. me to still make music and, and Sync. I found it and like I went head first. I'm, when I tell you, I mean, it wasn't just like, oh, I want to get one song on TV so I have a little story to tell my grandkids. It was like, yo, I'm going to get so many of these placements. I'm mm -hmm. going to be a superstar and yeah. I'm going to do it without a label. I'm going to do it without a marketing budget. Like, yo, that's yeah. why I wrote the book too because it was like, oh, this is not luck. This is not a game. I don't want people to think like, yo, she mad lucky. Oh, she know a few people. I can't do that. Or, yes, you can. Absolutely. This is a strategy that I'm using. Um, and so that's why the book is called From Sync to Superstar, because I'm speaking to your trajectory. Like, that's really an option for you. Before, with indie, you're thinking, oh, you could be indie and you just have enough money to, you know, feed yourself or whatever, or, or you not have to work a nine to five. But no, you can literally be a superstar out here in these streets if you get the right placement and do the right marketing and promo behind it and also move with the promo that's coming from the placements. And so that's that's what the book was about. But yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I wouldn't have bought. The, I don't know if you noticed. Know, I bought the book off of Amazon. Hey, and it, I, I was so mad because I wanted to read it prior to uh -huh. doing the interview. So I'm happy mm -hmm. they, you know, how like Amazon, you can track where your order is and stuff like that. Right. It was supposed right. to be there Sunday. It, it has uh -huh. not came yet, so it's, it's supposed to be there today or about tomorrow or something like that. So I'm gonna okay. definitely dive into it. But I was like reading some of the inserts that you have on the website, mm -hmm. and. I can tell, like, you know what I'm saying? You didn't write the book for it to be like, um, you know, like how most people just write a book and it's just like very well, not saying that it's not polished, but like it's presented in a certain way, uh, a certain yeah. structure, like, you know, it has to fit this type of uh, authorship. I don't, I don't right. even know if that's a word, but you know, hey. <laughs> I'll take it, I can, I'll take it. <laughs> I can tell that you like, you really wrote it and reading some of the inserts, like, you know, like you're stretching out the letters and the words and stuff. So you're emphasizing certain things. And like, you know, I think one of the uh, things I remember from reading one of the inserts is like, you know, one of your down periods mm -hmm. uh, when everything wasn't going right. Yeah. So 
can you, can you give us like you know what I'm saying? you don't have to give us too much because i want people to right. do go out there and buy the book but can you give us a little bit more explanation of like you know you're pursuing yeah. your career but you're not getting all the support that you thought you would necessarily have at that particular point right so so definitely a big part of the book is just kind of my story and entire music journey because i didn't want to mm -hmm. paint this picture that yo i've been winning from the beginning and it's all gravy and it's all good and you can do it too it's like no you're going to fail a lot I failed like all the way. Like it wasn't just like a uh, trip right here. Now I fell down. I was down bad and I was down bad for a minute. And so I talked through all of that struggle and just, I don't even, sometimes I try to remember what kind of mindset I had to like even keep going. Cause one of the big things for artists, like is to just keep going. Like most people don't last through the struggle to see the success. Mm -hmm. And um, that was really big for me. So I wanted to, I, I hesitated releasing this book for that reason because I didn't want to share the struggles. Like I did, oh, I wow. wanted to help people, but it's like, yo, I got to tell this much of the failure. I got to tell this much of the scams. I got to talk about that. So it was like, I don't know if I'm going to release this book. And I like back and forth myself. And then ultimately it came down to there's other artists out here that was struggling the way that are struggling the way that I am and probably on the brink of quitting. And if I hold back this book, I may uh, in their career. Maybe this book mm -hmm. will keep them going. Maybe this book will po point them in the right direction to what they should be focusing on as an indie artist. Um, and, I, and so that's why I ultimately released it. But I, like, it was so close to, like, just, like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. No, just, just I'm leave glad this that you like did. A, yeah. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, I, uh, I have that same, like, notion when I tell people, like, I have this series that I'm working on where mm -hmm. I want to go and interview all these different businesses. And I actually want to emphasize the struggle and the failed, the failures. Yep. Because like, if you just look at entrepreneurship and even look at like the successful indie artists who have had platforms and stuff like that, have been able to do things like Chance the Rapper and all these other ones. Mm -hmm. it's, it's always painted with like, you know, like rose colors and stuff like that or whatever. And you just Absolutely. do this and bam, but no one is talking about like the scams. Yep. No one's talking about, you know, working your way through the process of, you might go through five people that are scamming and then hit that yep. sixth one. And then that person is not the scammer that's actually moving or whatever. Right. And it's embarrassing. Like it's not, yeah. it's not fun to talk about. But, there, but there's, <laughs> but the thing is there's no blueprint, right? Yeah, there's there's yeah. like we can look at people's successes and go back in like hindsight is 2020. But in the midst of it, there are no blueprints because every single artist has popped off. Every single successful uh, entrepreneur has all done it in their own particular way. Like there's things that, you know, we can avoid and things of that nature, but everybody's journey is unique. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I definitely love the fact that, you know, that's uh, one of the things that, um, Oh, oh, like I was saying, the uh, failures. Mm -hmm. I'm working on a series where, you know, I'm showing people, you know, it's, it's the fair. The fairs are the most important thing because mm -hmm. it allows people to learn from them. And I love the fact that, you know, you talked about that. Um, but like, what, what was the inspiration for actually even like writing the book? Was it due to, you know, because you said it took you a moment just to get over wanting to put it out because of all the failures. But before yeah. that, you know, you're actually, you're putting this down. Was it, you know, something you was just putting down just to have for yourself or your own record or? No, I think, I think it came 
first, I, I feel like it was a couple reasons, but definitely mm-hmm. I think the most important reason was that um, there were a lot of artists that like DM me and email me and like, all, I mean, all the time, like it's almost, it's too much to, for me to just handle like on my own to mm-hmm. respond to it. And they'll mm-hmm. all be like, um, yo, can you help me out? Or I see what you're doing. I like what you're doing. Can you show me how to like, like, can you put me on basically? Like just what can mm-hmm. you help me with, with sync? And they were all at different levels. Some had never heard of syncs. Like they probably only heard of it because they see the placements that I'm posting on my IG and stuff like that. So it was like, I can't help all these people. Like I can't, because I do like consultations or whatever from my website, but I spent time to really do those. And it was like, how can I help them? And, and I remember being at that point, like looking for, yo, how can I figure out this music where I can make it and do it as a living, as a like not just as a passion, but as a living. And I have mm-hmm. to do a separate job. And so that was what prompted me to write the book. But then I still struggle I'm telling everything. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, ah, I got to tell all of it to help. And and I, I tussle with that too. And I, I also fight a lot with pain. And so that was another reason why I was um, a little concerned about writing the book as well. Because it's like, if the book takes off, if the music takes off, I don't know that I necessarily want to be a superstar. Much as I say, like, from Think the Superstar, I, I want to be able to go in the store and shop, like, freely. Yeah. Like, I like regular. Um, I don't want like people like when I'm dating people you know what I mean it's just like a whole different lifestyle and so I'm trying to figure all of that out it's it's um it's it's really it's really um it's a it's a battle um but you know you got to take the good with the bad and you got to see where things go and I'm always about like just taking action and if that's just what it is and I gotta adjust I gotta gotta adapt to it but um yeah, that, that was why I hesitated. But I definitely wrote it because people were reaching out and I couldn't answer them and I wanted to help, but I can't. I just didn't have time to. Yeah, well, you know, that, I've looked at your career and like, you know, I can see where you're getting a hold. Well, first of all, you know, you have a huge following as far as the, you got the Facebook. I think that's the, the first time when I, well, when I learned about you, what was it back in 2018-ish, something like that, 2017? I think mm-hmm. you had like 20-something thousand Facebook followers, I think now you're up to 50 something thousand. Uh, last time I looked, that's a lot mm-hmm. of people. Want, first of all, people want to like hit you up. That's a lot of uh, things. And then <laughs> you put out like this quality stuff and then your content isn't the, it's not like the standard of what people would expect. Right. And I, now I'm I saying know. this in a good way. Um, <laughs> like the, uh, the domestic violence uh, song that, you know, when I had making be a BFM station, I was really trying to put people on and push that. Um, what else? Just just everything that you do, though, you know, like I know when I play one of your joints, I'm like, OK, I'm going to enjoy it. Um, mm. the, the like I was listening to it was a natural born winner uh, not too long ago. Um, so, yeah, I, I expect people to resonate with that. I just not, and I get it. I get like the superstar aspect of it that you're saying. But yeah. at the same time, you do such a wonderful job that it's, it's like hand in hand right there mm. um, that you're going to receive that. So, mm-hmm. excuse me. And getting like the songs placed, right? Yeah. Um, How was that like to go from not having a single song placed to having a song placed? How was that feeling and how was that process? 
Yeah, so I, I uh, took a music licensing class just to learn like what sync is. And because mm-hmm. when I first found out, I just found out the that it would pay. And I knew, oh, I could fund my label like this. I could, I could do what I want if I did this placement. It was like, okay, let me learn everything I can about it. So I took a music licensing class and it kind of teaches you um, like what things work for sync, the type of production you look for. But honestly, they look for everything. If it's just a matter of getting it to the music supervisor. So uh, once I figured that out, <laughs> I just took action and started pushing and networking um, with the music supervisors and the people in the industry that push music. And um, like music and started placement. My first placement was something that I had. Um, mm-hmm. It was seven placements in one season of Hustle and Hustle. And so that like put the battery in my back. Like, oh, I definitely could do this. Um, yeah. And I kept going, but... Um, even as an artist, as I continue teaching directly to music supervisors, they're also what you call uh, sync agents or sync agencies where they represent your music and they'll pitch it on your behalf. So if you're an artist, you don't have network with music supervisors directly, cool, just get a sync agent and they'll pitch it and they'll get a person and take a commission, you know. And then they give you your bread. You break bread with them and um, you can get placements that way too. So I did both. Like, I, I <laughs> have them work for me and I work for me. Mm-hmm. And then I pivot and uh, pull my catalog back, um, where now I rep my entire catalog. I'm a sync agent as well now. So I can help For me, it's all about, you know, I see, I know the struggle, I can relate to the indie struggle. I want to help as much as I can. So now I'm a sync agency, I rep like close to 200 artists and also mm-hmm. my catalog. Um, but that that's that was kind of the process to get a placement. You know, I took a class on learning how to this was it um uh sorry <laughs> like i got i got most of that the last part but then it started doing like this muffling sound i don't know Uh-oh. if it was like i think it's the mic the mic oh. my, uh, can you hear me oh, better now go. oh yeah 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 I was okay, like, okay, because so I was sitting, I was, re- good. I was reading the lips. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Did you say you helped out two hundred <laughs> artists? Like, yeah, I was, I was sitting there oh, trying yeah. to read the lips. <laughs> yeah, so I started a sync agency because I'm always trying to help indie artists. I'm trying to figure out how how I can help because a lot of them do reach out to me, and I mm-hmm. know the struggle. So I started a sync agency for Goodness Sync, and I rep my catalog, my entire catalog, mm-hmm. and then also close to about two hundred or so indie artists. And oh, their that's music. dope. Yeah. So you like like you really out there. So okay. So not only you have the sync, but uh, I guess that's a separate business from your label, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the sync so, agency for goodness sake is a separate company um, mm-hmm. that I, I use to represent my music and the mm-hmm. artists. So mm-hmm. now you got two businesses within music, but two different you know two different functions. Sometimes the responsibilities might overlap a little bit, but they're still different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, how are you managing your time here with all this different stuff? Um, I make it work. You know, I still get my beauty rest. You know, I still, <laughs> hit, the gym. I still hit the gym, keep it tight. You know what I'm saying? I make it work. Um, <laughs> I don't know how sometimes. Um, I have odd hours, but that's the thing that I love mm-hmm. about just being indie. I make my schedule. On. So each yeah. day is different. Um, and I definitely have to, you definitely have to prioritize things and be like very detail oriented. But I'm mm-hmm. that. I was always that. Um, so, uh, like I said, I always put the business first, and so I've, I've been able to make it work and still create music and still 
you know, yeah, live my life uh, too, my personal life. Yeah, exactly. Because you're uh, you're producing a lot of your own music, right? That's all on there. Yeah, you, uh, you're making your own beats and production now. Step. So yeah, you're doing I still that. collaborate with with all like producers mm-hmm. from all over the globe, but I definitely yeah. got my hands in it as well. Yeah. And then you're uh, you're still writing all your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you're marketing yourself, you know, and you're making yeah. sure everything's registered now. That stuff. I'm like, you're wearing many hats. You're being your own manager, right? Yep. DIY. So like, <laughs> <that's what, laughs> like you're you know doing what? a lot. You know what? This is the thing, though. I want to stress this to artists too. Like, mm-hmm. indie artist sounds glamorous because basically you're saying, "Oh, I'm not signed to a label, and I'm still doing it." Look at me, indie artist. But really, mm-hmm. what you should be calling yourself is DIY artist because you have to do everything and you have to pay for everything and i think artists glance over that they think oh i'm gonna make the music and that's it i'm gonna just put it up on ig and we good no that's not Mm -hmm. how this works like if you don't have a label that means you are your label if you don't have a publisher you are your publisher so you're gonna have to register Mm -hmm. your songs you're gonna have to do the admin you're gonna have to do the back end so that when you get a placement they can pay you on the back end you have mm-hmm. to do it. Like you want your money, right? So you have to do it. So you have to take that into consideration. Like people try to sleep on labels and publishers like, oh, I don't need that. I don't need that. But if you're not going to do their work that they do, mm-hmm. you out here, you looking real crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're looking like an artist. You're looking like an amateur, quite frankly. Like when you yeah. say you're indie, like have your business on point. But like, people know, oh, she's really an indie business, not an indie artist. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I tell you know that's why I've been telling indie artists I'm like you're a business you just gotta yep. you know I mean you start your business from the ground up and you're you got to put resources into your business in order for your business to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't say that for nothing. I'm a businessman, not a businessman. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so what was the uh, so you started placing the songs with the sync and. You, you were given a formula of like how to do it. And you was like, okay, now I can do this. So do you now focus, like if you make a song, cause some of the songs seem like they were just made for particular sync uh, reasons, right? Do you do no, that so, now or do you, go ahead. So some music supervisors will send like what they call a brief. And that's just a mm-hmm. description of the music that they're looking for. If I don't have anything to pitch for yeah, I may create a song, but I'm not creating it for that brief. And here's why. I don't want a placement one time on that song and that's it. Mm-hmm. I want yeah. multiple companies to be able to use it. I want multiple TV shows to be able to use it. So you still have to make legit music, like what you would make, like what you want to hear in the club, like what you like authentic music. That's what works uh, well in sync licensing authenticity. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it's funny. And like a lot of people say, Oh, I'm gonna be a sync artist. Nah, you still an artist. Like you, you might want to get placements, but you can't try to start writing for sync. Cause it sounds cheesy. It sounds fake. Mm-hmm. It sounds, like make something that you actually would play in the club or dance to in the club. Like make something you would actually work out to in the gym and then get it licensed. Don't try to like make what you think they're looking for because it comes off like that. It sounds like you tried to make it for thing. Yeah. So has uh radio uh picked up on what you're doing yet? Not yet. It's it... coming. It's come look, <laughs> let me tell you from sync to superstar. When I tell you yeah. it's coming, let me tell you what happened a couple days ago. Spotify did like so, you know, they have this This Is playlist mm-hmm. that they make for artists. And that's basically their stamp, their legendary stamp. They just gave me mine. And it's, it that's came from it. all the placements. It came yeah. from all of the streams. I'm not, and you know, it's crazy. I'm not paying for those streams. Like, I'm not paying for, like, playlisting. I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not even trying to get on Spotify's editorial playlist. Yeah. But I'm still in on their radar because of sync licensing. And that's, that's how important I feel like it is for indie artists. 
Yeah, you've been putting in your work, so you've seen it grow, and you're getting the benefits Word. of that work, and it's actually paying in multiples. Word. So, uh, how'd you like doing the uh, commercial with uh, Save a Lot? Looked like you enjoyed <laughs> that. Was that fun it for was you? A lot of fun. So, cause so I actually started acting and modeling before I was doing music. And I okay. found music and dropped it. Like, it was like, oh, what, wow. what actress, what model? That's how much I fell for music. Okay. Um, so to get back on screen <laughs> and to do it in a commercial that's using the music that I made, and to it was mm. kind of like full circle. Like, that's why it was so enjoyable for me because it was like, okay, I was acting. And then I went and found music licensing. And then that led me back to acting. And it was just crazy. It was just it was wonderful. <laughs> I'm gonna get a talent agent now and do some more commercials. So, uh, do you set goals now? Since you have all this momentum running and you have all these different opportunities coming at you, are you setting like specific goals that you want to accomplish, or are you just, you know, taking one Superstar. project? That's what it is. <laughs> I want fame. it and I don't want it. Right? If I can do it without the fame, oh my god! So that's what I talk about in the book. Like, I mm -hmm. want my songs to be famous. I don't have to be famous. Like, yeah. think about, I when I, I always think of, like, um, Baby Shark, and I talk about this, this mm -hmm. in the book. Baby Shark, I don't know who wrote that song, but all I know is that they do, 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 do to the bank. Mm -hmm. Like, they got crazy paid. I think it was, like, number one on Billboard. Like, you want your songs to be famous, and then you chill out. I, I want to go out in public yeah. and not have to get bald or, like, run in the car or high. I'm not doing all of that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm trying to stay regular. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take the money. I'll take the money and I'll take the, you know, the riches, the indie rich. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need that's that why thing. I wanted to uh, talk about too. Like when I was looking at the clothing line, I love the fact that it has its own uh, website now. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, attached to it, but it's like adjacent. Right. Um, what made you think of the, what, what is the slogan on there? Indie. Rich. Filthy stinking indie In, rich. Yeah, filthy stinking indie rich. I love that. It resonates yeah. with me. Um, it's it's uh it's just about it's funny, it's not even so much about the money, but it's about the mindset and the creative control and the creative freedom that mm -hmm. an indie artist has um when they use music licensing as a strategy to fund their business. Um you can get like your your level everybody don't want to be Beyonce, so you don't have to shoot for that. You mm -hmm. literally could use sync licensing and get enough placements to just feed your family, feed your grandkids, feed whatever, take your vacations, do whatever you want to do, and still be able to make the music you want to make. That's really the key. Like, if I got to mm -hmm. wake up and sing songs I don't want to sing, if I got to wake up and sing songs I didn't write so I'm not connected to them, that's a whole mm -hmm. nother, that's just another job. Like, I could go back to accounting if I'm going to do that. So, yeah. filthy, stinking, indie rich is just that mindset of, Yo, we're going to use sync licensing as a strategy. We're going to fund our business. We're going to be our own label. We're going to be our own publisher. And we're just going to make money and live. Live freely. This is it. Do uh, you think you would ever sign anyone to your label? No. I I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I like to empower people. So I like to. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a, actually an advanced uh, thing where I'm teaching indie artists, DIY mm -hmm. artists, producers, all that um, on my Patreon. And I'm actually empowering them to understand that they are a label, understand that you are a publisher. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't have any desire to take any of their percentage and cuts and all that. I got enough music on my own. I'm good. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to teach them to move like how I'm moving <laughs> mm -hmm. so they can enjoy this freedom. That's, that's yeah. kind of where my head is at with it. 
I think that's dope. Uh, I, I do see the flip side of that, though, because a lot of people, like, you can give them the information, you can give them the game, whatever. They still got to put mm-hmm. in the work. And yeah. a lot of people don't want to put in the work. You that's know, some true. people just want to really, hand it to them. They're really not indie then. So they should go sign to a label. But I'm I'm not going to be their label. Like, I'm rocking with the indies. I want them indie superstars to, like, do for themselves, mm-hmm. you know? And, and if you want a label deal, you know how many labels are out here? You'll be good. They're going to take your money, though. That's what I talk about in the book, too. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. just the real, genuine, honest math of, like, how much money you get to keep when you sign to the label. Like, what's the real requirements when you sign to a publisher? Like, just mm-hmm. things you need to really think about. And when you think about it, you might be better off just being indie, even if you can't make as much music. Even if you don't have as much money to do the promo full-on like a label could do for you. If they can do it for you and you get to keep 5% or 2%, what is that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm with you. I love the uh, indie, and I don't mind, like, you know, dumping, like, everything I have. My app, um, this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the radio station, all the other businesses I have. I'm, you know, I'm all in it, and I dump my own money into it and, you know, push and push and push or whatever. Because you get the, the sense of control that you have. You know what I'm saying? You get to wake up and do something. Mm-hmm. Like I've been, uh, I've been shooting these uh, commercials for the cook shop, and they're just very creative, you know. Yep. Uh, of course, uh, you know, because it's the it's the hemp based business that uh, the cook shop is that uh, that lip balm that I sent you that time. Yeah. Um, you know, Facebook and Instagram keeps one associated with weed or whatever when it's not. Um, so of course they won't let me like, I'll, I'll spend 2000 just to run an ad campaign, but I can't because they won't allow mm. me to boost anything. So then I have right. to, you know, go to my creative side, shoot commercials for it and mm. get to use that and connect with my audience. And then okay. they get to see it. And then they're like, oh my goodness, these commercials are funny and all that stuff or whatever. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going to send you some so you can look at them. So- um, you know, and I, and I get to like tap into that. So, like, I got this whole series that I'm working on right now mm-hmm. of just funny, you know, commercials. Some of them got, like, an 80s thing to them or whatever. Okay. Uh, you did 80s language and all that stuff. And, like, the last one I did, well, the, the second to the last one I did, I was a, um, I was playing, uh, was it, well, the, the guy who interviewed me or whatever, I was playing, like, 31 Savage. That was my uh-huh. name. And I was the seventh place uh, Frisbee champion. Okay. Yes, seventh place. <laughs> it took pride in it being in seventh mm-hmm. place. <laughs> mm-hmm. They did a whole commercial about it. Whatever people thought it was hilarious, and interviewed it like it was a, a sports uh, interview. So okay, I like diving into the creative aspect, but that's forced me to do that though with those particular uh, situations, and that's where indie allows me to do. Yep. To have I, I that wholeheartedly freedom. agree with that. Like. Um... Even even like what you said, you couldn't run the ad, so you had to come up with something else. That's the beauty of being indie. Sometimes when you don't have the budget, you come mm-hmm. up with a real creative marketing plan to put that music out there, something that's cost-effective that you can actually afford to do. So yeah. I enjoy that about being indie as well because you, you don't have the budget to move like a label, but that makes you be creative. That makes you come up with something that can go viral. That makes you come up with something that your fans will resonate with because it's not just an ad. Check out my music. Just check exactly. People don't even like to music like yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so so have you dove into the TikTok realm or anything or 
Um, I talk about TikTok <laughs> a little bit in the book, but I, I, I honestly don't think that that should be the primary focus for indie artists. I only stress doing TikTok or like IG posts and stuff if you have uh, no fan base and absolutely no recorded music. I think once you have mm. solid quality recorded music, your focus should be to get it placed um, yeah. just because of the benefits, the way it could catapult your career. Mm-hmm. And it's going to pay you to create more music like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if you don't have any money to, to record anything, then, yeah, get on TikTok, do your little dances, do your little content, do whatever you need to do to drum up some views and some following because that resonates. But that's just going to make a label come get you and they're going to take your money. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but still, if you want to drum up fans, yeah, do that. And then maybe you can make some Patreon or something and bring in funding that way. So there's, there's mm. a billion ways to skin a cat. But definitely, if you don't have the money to record music and you don't have any fans, I say TikTok, IG, all of that is the way. Make your cover songs, do your little creative videos and your creative content and keep going that way. Yeah. So do you see yourself like continuously just putting out music or do you see yourself getting to like reaching a certain number of albums and then just sitting on the quality Absolutely content? Absolutely not. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I love music as a passion. So I'm sitting on a couple hundred songs right now unreleased. Literally. Oh, wow. And um, I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put the music out. Of course, mm-hmm. you can't put out too much music, but that's why I... I set up the strategy the way that I have it for sync licensing. So now the focus, I won't go too much into the strategy because it's in the book, but definitely there's a method to the madness now. And I'm Mm -hmm. going to continue to drop music as I need to, as it works for what I'm working with. And um, yeah, I'm going to see where it takes me. This was it. So let everybody know uh, where can they get the book and all that. And if they want to, you know, roll into your classes, things of that nature that you offer, all that good information. Cool. Um, so the book from Sync to Superstar is now available as an ebook on Kindle, as a paperback on Amazon, and also you can get an autographed copy from me if you cash at me thirty dollars. Um, my cash tag is dollar sign Tamara Bubble, T A M A R A D U B B L E. If you go on the official website from SyncToSuperstar.com, you can get the merch from there, or you can get access to like the advanced strategies. But I recommend you read the book first so you just kind of know the basics of Sync. Um, and the advanced strategy is just my Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash Tamara Bubble. Um, I think that's it. I got an album coming November 11th. Your favorite rapper is a girl. Three, the three peak. I'm excited. Bars, bars, bars all day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great quality and, music. Um, I'm working on more music right now. If you believe it or not, like producers send me beats all the time. And if I vibe to it, I'm on it. And we just collab and we continue to do this thing I call passion. Um, yeah, that's what's up. So, everybody out there, y'all make sure y'all go follow Tamara Bubble on all social media support about his book, especially all my indie artists out there that know that we're always putting out great indie content, and this is a resource for y'all. Yeah, so y'all make sure y'all do that, ma'am. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome.